Greet you in the name of Jesus this morning again as we have the privilege to gather together and worship. And I trust that uh, today is a day when we are reminded, uh, can reaffirm, and to, can rejoice in the promises of, of the Word to us by through His mercy and grace to us. I was reminded of this passage. I would just share a number of verses from it on the effect of the Word of God, the law of the Lord. The laws of God is the theme I have in focus this morning in a general sense. But as I have been here in your midst this morning and listening and observing, many times the things that we struggle with, that we lament, in the world around us, and as it as it affects us, we we lament many of those things, and, and it was alluded to in our Sunday school discussion briefly that those things, oftentimes, many many times, are the result of laying aside the law of God, the Word of God, the principles of God that He set forth, and um, you know. Uh, well, before we go further, let's let's join in here, and, and I'll just read, beginning in Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is going out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he, hath He set a tabernacle for the sun which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. Those tremendous words regarding the creation, the handiwork of God. Then he brings it in verse 7 down to where it touches us in a very real way. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. I'll leave off reading there at that point. There in life's pathway, so many practical aspects of the laws of God that even today, we need to be reminded, to remind ourselves of, of the will of God as He has set forth. And we look back through history and we see the many ways in which it was uh, manifested, direction was set forth, uh, in which even through the law, the Scriptures teach us, without the law we would not know what sin is. But I ask you this morning, without law, would you be here this morning? Or what would your journey have been like? Without any law, 
without any sense of direction. I invite you just briefly to Romans chapter 8. And this, we'll look at some other aspects, but this brings it into the context of our relationship as the people of God. And what laws are we under? What laws do we seek direction from? Therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Verse 2 in particular, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. There are a number of laws depicted in forms of books of the law, expressions of the law, directions given in the Old Testament, whether it be ceremonial, sacrificial, uh, numerous ways you could, you could look at that. But for us this morning, I want to, to remind us in thinking about this, how does the law of God affect me? How does it affect the world I'm a part of today? Here it distinguishes the life in the spirit of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is free. It's set apart. It's different from the light, the law of sin and death. We know the scriptures teach also of this the law of sowing and reaping. Significant elements and yet sometimes life is a bit like young grandson yesterday he spent quite a while trying to convince me that he could roll paint on as a preschooler and and I thought well that's I wasn't quite sure that his mama had let him roll paint but anyway I I listened and then later on I, I told him I said now he was scaling the ladder there were step stool and uh, I said now don't go up there and touch that paint and I'd gone downstairs just momentarily to get something and as I came up the stairs I heard him say oops <laughs> so we tried to make it a little lesson and I tried to explain to him that you know, that was a simple command, important command, but it wasn't near as, didn't have near the consequences that if he were sitting with me in the tractor and I got out and he decided to unhook the parking brake or something. Could have far greater consequences, far reaching consequences, but the importance of obedience to him in understanding the virtues of following the directives, the guidance given <clears throat> for his own good. And, and so we in life, we are in that pathway of, of being reminded, and I trust we are, are desirous to learn of the law of God as the Word lays it out for us and speaks to us and directing us in our life. There were people in a certain place that were first called Christians because of the impact 
of the life, the person, the direction of Jesus in their life. They were first called Christians in Antioch. Now probably if you received a census survey in the mail and it had and it probably would ask you what's your race or color or ethnicity were and it probably might even allow you to say what religion you are to note your faith and you this morning here would probably put what Christian that's one little box and it says Christian but it would encapsulate it would it would capture a world of understanding of what that word meant a Christian as in what a Christian as in I remember years ago there in Anyasco coming to realize that the Catholic Church there had I can't remember the number, but it was fifteen to 20,000 people on its rolls. And yet it was just a smattering. A handful would go in there for Mass on Sundays. They would probably check that same box. A Christian... When you answer, you check that box, what does it mean? Membership, believer, relationship with the Lord. What's the impact of it in your life and mine? I'd like to do something together here. Go, let's go back to the Psalms. Sometimes we forget that the word delineates quite a bit about, uh, it go to Psalm 1, the significance of the law of God, the laws of God. And um, like for those of you that have the, I'm not, I'm not uh, critiquing anyone that doesn't have the King James, but those of you that have the King James, let us rise all to our feet and read it together. It will go more uh, together if we read from the same version (laughs) in this occasion. Notice the impact, the role, uh, the perspective the writer gives regarding the law of the Lord. Verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The godly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. You may be seated.
The psalm writer draws our attention to the fact that there is blessing for those that walk according to the laws of God. And he distinguishes with contrasting pictures. And I had to think about last evening, as many of you were there, but as we sat and listened to the chorus sing, the beauty of that group that they've been able to have time together for profitable purposes. But I was, uh, their message of encouraging us to worship and to serve and to live uh, as God has called us, I was blessed with the thought that not only are we to live for the glory of God, but as we live for His glory, that He is so gracious in His goodness that that process meets out blessings to each other in, as we do that. As we glorify God, we bless each other. And yet the world has no clue that that's a part of the process. I shouldn't say that perhaps quite that way, but you understand what I'm saying. They don't get the picture that, that honoring God, knowing Him, walking in His precepts, It glorifies Him, but it brings blessings into our own experiences as well. And yet there is a sense in which those who are blessed are those who 